Are you ready to become a VIP? Do you have a cell phone that you can text on? Then consider this an exclusive invitation. As a VIP, you will receive special secret offers via text. These items are usually free and they are always must-have craft supplies from beloved brands. Send us a text and become a VIP at scrapbook.com. Welcome to the Life Handmade Podcast with Scrapbook.com. This is the show for paper crafters, and I'm your host, Stephanie Foster. We are joined today by Marie Heiderscheidt of Marie Nicole Designs. And Marie is a mother and wife, a homeschool teacher, and a paper crafter. And we're so excited to be speaking with her today. So welcome, Marie. Hi, thank you for having me. You bet. We just love you here at scrapbook.com. You create beautiful cards, um, have so many inspiring ideas, and I think our listeners are just going to love getting to listen to you today. Thank you so much. I've loved every minute of working with scrapbook.com as well. It's been absolutely fantastic. That's great. We we just had a live stream this morning and got to see your work on there as well. So it's fun to be able to tune in and always see what you're what you're bringing to scrapbook.com. You've got yeah. so many great ideas. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, where mm-hmm. you grew up, what your family is like, yeah. and just how you kind of got into crafting. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I'm a farm girl. I grew up in Wisconsin, um, milked cows, did all of that, <laughs> took care of all of the wow. animals. Yeah. So it's, I, I don't know if it's a skill you can really put on a resume anymore, but that's, I, I've done it. Um, so I grew up in Wisconsin. I never moved or anything until I married my husband. Um, and he's military, so we move a okay. lo- we move around every few years. So, um, if you follow me at all, any of my videos, you know that uh, my background, my craft room, is always changing because I'm always moving, and my crafts move with me, um, which is fun, but also frustrating sometimes when you're trying to fit everything into a new space. But Well, can I ask about that really quickly before we go on? So have you like simplified your crafts or like how have you become super efficient with what you have because you're going to be packing it up and moving? Yeah, I I feel like I can always um, be a little bit more efficient, but I try to keep a small stash. I really like just keeping what I love Um, Mm -hmm. and I try to downsize frequently and I have um, storage that is movable. So I've got carts. Um, I'll put things in bins and different things. And a lot of stuff that I'm not using frequently, I will actually keep in a cabinet or a closet put away um, and just pull it out when I need it. So I like to keep my space clean and organized and downsize often so that when we do move, it's not overwhelming. Yeah, no, that's great because I've been in the same house now for over 15 years and the thought of moving my craft room, like, yeah, give me nightmares. Yeah. So I'm super <laughs> impressed that you're able to do that and do it so frequently. Yeah. It's probably so smart. I keep telling my husband, we got to pretend like we're moving yeah. so that we can like clean everything out and, and yeah. simplify. And, so. and we, we're kind of always in that moving mindset because even when we get settled somewhere, we're only there for several years. So you want to get settled. You want it to feel like home, but not too much because then it's harder to leave again. So yeah, I'm always in the mindset of, you know, what am I going to keep? What do I love? And what do I want to downsize? And how do I want to organize things? 
Oh, that's great. And you've done some videos I know on your YouTube I saw um, of of your craft room, which I always love watching those types of videos just to get inspiration again and ideas on how to organize. Yeah, I have. What's been your favorite like I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say I've done several different craft rooms. And I I feel like I kind of laugh to myself because everyone loves the craft room tours. And I can do a new one every move because I get a new craft room every time we move. (laughs) So yes. Yeah. Do you have a favorite organizational like tool or um, component that you enjoy the most? Um, I mean, I think I've got a few of those rolling carts and I really like those because they've got mm-hmm. all the drawers in them. You can roll them wherever. Even if I move my my crafts to a different room of the same house that we're living in, I just roll everything over there. So I really love those carts. I've got several of them. It's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, let's go back to then. You you were born and raised in Wisconsin, yeah. met your husband. Tell us a little bit more about like your education and yeah. how you started out in yeah. crafting. Um, I have a background in early childhood education. Um, so I went to college for that. And I've always loved crafting. Even as a kid, I've loved, you know, pretty paper and making things for my dolls. And my sister and I would, you know, craft. I remember we would make um, princess hats and then have tea parties. So we, we would always do some kind of crafting. Um, and in high school I was given a scrapbook kit, one of those very basic kits. It had a binder in it. It had some, you know, pre-cut punch out kind of things and some crazy pattern paper. Um, so it was really simple, but I loved it for storing my photos in. So I'd have photos Mm -hmm. of our animals on our farm, our, um, friends that we went to school with. And um, I can still look back on that album. And my kids love to look at that album too, which is fun. Um, But then once I got into college, uh, a lot of the scrapbooking and paper crafting that I kind of liked to do kind of fell by the wayside because you have uh, deadlines and and projects that you have to do. But um, I had a great early ed teacher in college. She was so inspiring and she actually encouraged all of us to do crafting on our projects that we handed in. She loved it if we added stickers and and dressed it up because we were early childhood, you know, because kids love to do crafts and everything. And she wanted to encourage us to do that as well, because that's the mindset that we were, you know, being uh, learning is, you know, connect with the kids on that level. So she encouraged that as well. So uh, even in college, I was able to incorporate some of that into my degree, which was really fun. That is so fun. I, I look back to my elementary ed days and I still remember some of the arts and crafts projects that we did. Like those yeah. stand out to me. Yeah. So they can, they can have a really big impact on those students. They and, really can. And young children. That's uh-huh. where they can sometimes get their love for arts and crafts. Yeah. And yeah. That's neat that you were able to do that through yeah. your college experience. I, I loved that our, um, our teacher just encouraged us to have fun with that. So um, it kind of, I don't know, I feel like once you start getting older, you kind of feel like arts and crafts are for the kids. But um, our teacher encouraging us to do that is almost like giving us permission to continue to enjoy creating. So it was fun. That's really great. So did you end up teaching after you graduated? Yeah. So I taught a few years um, 
K4. And then I was going to go back and do some more schooling at my college. And I ended up getting a job at the college daycare. Um, and I was the lead teacher for the 12 to 24 month old. So I had eight of those in our, uh, eight of those little kids in our room. Um, so they kept me so busy, but it was fun. And, um, at that time I actually ended up not even going back to school and, and finishing some more schooling um, because I met my husband at that time and he was finishing up his four-year degree and as soon as he was done we got married and then he was called to active duty and we moved across the country so and and that's where it all began that's right? where it all began and then that you know started moving around from there so <laughs> kind of wild well, crazy. when did you get yeah. When did you get into the card making specifically? Like, yeah. how did you learn how to do that? So, um, card making, I, it was after my husband and I had moved after we got married. Um, we packed up, we moved out to Washington state and I was across the country and I didn't know anybody and, um, had never moved before. So it was, it was new and it was overwhelming. And, um, my husband and I, at the time, we only had one car and he would take that car to work. So, um, until I could, or until we could get a second car or could find a job or something, I was at home with hours every day. Um, and so I had to find something to fill that time. And so, um, you know, I kind of went down the YouTube rabbit hole (laughs) and I found cards and I don't know exactly what drew me to cards. Um, but it kind of blew my mind to see what people could do with a stamp set, um, Mm -hmm. masking, embossing, coloring it, all of the things. I had no idea that that craft, uh, that skill was even out there until I saw it on YouTube. And so I just wanted to try it. And I had hours of time to just sit down and um, create. And I've always loved pretty paper and things. And so it just clicked. Like I was hooked and I still make cards. So I, I do some other crafting as well, paper crafting. I make albums and scrapbook pages and all kinds of things. But I really love the cards. Oh, that's great. And I, who, yeah, very few people get just hours and hours a day to be able to just dig into a hobby like that. I love that you were able to do that and learn from it. We were, we were also on a budget, so I wasn't able to go buy all the things, but I'm also really thankful for that in a way, because it helps you stretch your creativity when you can only use a few things and you have to find new ways to use them. So, um, and it's helped me now to see that I don't need all of the things all of the time. I can keep what I love and use them in multiple ways. Well, what are some of your go-to like must-have products? If again, we're kind of streamlining, what would those be? Yeah. So, um, I, I love my dye machine. Um, because I do a lot of die cutting as well. Um, you don't need one, obviously, to make cards if you just like the stamps and things, but I love the coordinating dies. So for me, I love my die cutting machine. Um, and also, I mean, adhesives. I use tons of adhesives, so I always have a stock of those. And stamps, I, I like a collection of stamps, um, florals and cute kind of images those are some that i gravitate to um but if you want to do stamping and you just need a few simple items i would say get a good black ink uh, one that mm-hmm. you can color over um what's some... your favorite one? Oh man 
I don't know. I you know, if if I'm gonna do coloring, I've got to use a hybrid ink that won't run with any coloring mm-hmm. medium. So I really like the scrapbook.com hybrid ink. Um, and I'm trying to think of the other hybrid inks. Uh, Gina K is another really good one that I'll grab. Um, but if I'm just stamping a sentiment or if I want a very, um, very crisp black stamp, I will grab my VersaFine Black Onyx Pigment Ink. Um, it's not one it's that I, one. yes, I love that one. It, it, and it's, I've had the same ink pad for years and it's still juicy and it still stamps really well. And I just really love that ink. It doesn't work as well if you want to color like with alcohol markers or something, but if you just need a really crisp sentiment, that's the one that I grab. That's a great recommendation. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we started recording, you told me a little bit about your son, Isaac. Yeah. And can you share more about that story with our listeners? Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. So Isaac is our first son. Um, and after my husband and I moved away to Washington a few years later, um, uh, he, we were pregnant with Isaac and, um, we found out at our first ultrasound that he had some serious complications, um, that the doctors wouldn't be able to do anything about and we couldn't do anything about, and we knew that he wouldn't live. So that was a very tough time for us. Um, and we, we saw him on the ultrasound, you know, we heard his heartbeat. He was alive, but we knew he wouldn't be with us for long. So at that time, um, we just decided to, you know, take care of him, love him as long as we could. And he passed away during delivery at 34 weeks and four days. So that was a hard time for us. Um, but you know, we've learned, we learned a lot through it and, um, just kind of grew closer through it and closer in our faith. So difficult time, but um, something that we were able to cling to each other through. Yeah. yeah. I'm so sorry for your loss with yeah, him. And I, I did read through on your blog, you've got some beautiful posts that you wrote yeah. um, about that going through, yeah. um, going yeah. through that. And I do love the the faith that you showed and the the learnings that you that came out of that, where you and your husband did grow closer, yeah. and um, yeah. But I am sorry that you, you you did have to go through that. You had mentioned that um, mm-hmm. you kind of turned to card making to yeah. help with the grief. Can yes. you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, after he passed away, obviously we had a great support system. We had family that loved on us, and we had friends that loved us, and they sent messages and cards, and they were there for us, but. At some point after you go through something heartbreaking and difficult, you know, life goes on. (laughs) People kind of go back to normalcy and um, you kind of have to pick up where you are then and try to move Mm -hmm. on and and figure out, you know, through the heartbreak, what does life look like now? Um, And so my husband had to start going back to work and I was in a position again military spouses, y'all know that we frequently have jobs and don't have jobs. And I was in a point at that point that I also, again, didn't have a job. So um, going back to card making, it was something that I could do. And um, also during that time, I found it helpful to find some creative outlets um, to kind of work through that grief and work through those emotions that I was feeling. Um, So that's when my blog was kind of born, Marie Nicole Designs. Um, Oh, neat. 
it was called something else before I changed just to my name. Um, yeah. So I've it's it's grown and it's changed over the years, but I I found a way through blogging to kind of write out Isaac's story, and it's still over there at my first blog. And I've since changed, but I have links on my current blog at Marina Cole Designs um, that can take you over there. And I wrote through his whole story and kind of gave more of an in depth look at you know what we were thinking and feeling at the time. So that's still there if anyone wants to go read it. Um, so my blog was kind of born out of it. Writing about it really helped. Um, card making helped. And I kind of really uh, got into using my camera more, my, learning a little bit of photography. because, And all of those things kind of came together to where I am now. So it really helped push along what I'm doing now. Those things that I picked up during that time that I just used to kind of find beauty in the world. Um, with photography, I could go out and just take flower uh, pictures of flowers and pictures of nature and just, you know, see the beauty there. And then with card making, I was able to look at different color palettes, pretty paper, put them together in beautiful ways um, and make a pretty little card. And so having something for my hands to do at that time uh, gave me a little space to internally work through thoughts and emotions. And it gave me a way to kind of do that while creating something beautiful after just coming through an experience that was not so beautiful. Yeah. Well, I love how you described that and just that journey and, and how you were able to process your emotions through that. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the photography aspect of finding the beauty in life that you could capture and remember and hold on to. Um, and then how that's kind of helped with your business with, with you know, creating and paper crafting and how you can even photograph those, which they're beautiful. Um, but I love that. Did, did you find that there was, um, when you kind of with, as being a military wife, did you find that there was an online community that you were able to hang on to or get to know people through? Or how did you find maybe your crafting friends during yeah. this time as well? Were they a support? Yeah. I, again, um, I didn't connect so much with uh, a whole lot of online spouses, military type spouses, but through crafting. Um, and I had found challenges. I I know that there's still some challenges out there, but I don't know if it was more of a thing when I was getting into it. There are card challenges and you take a stamp or take colors or something, make a card and then post it. And that's what I started doing and putting yourself out there. I found that there was a whole community of people like me who loved card making, loved crafting, and they just loved the colors. They loved all of the different craft supplies. And um, it was very supportive. The crafting community, I have found friends that are so supportive. And I've found friends that have gone through similar experiences, losing a loved one or losing a child. Um, And crafting has helped them as well. And, And I can't speak for them, but I know for me, it was a way to quietly just uh, work through some of those things. Um, and grief is different for everyone. Um, for me, I needed some of that quiet time to kind of work through things. Other people need to talk about it, um, Mm -hmm. and express it. And, um, I was just thankful that I could find other crafters that shared that same love of things and, and we could talk about some of these difficult things as well. So, um, 
yeah, the card making at that time, you know, at the time I didn't quite understand, you know, how all of these things would come together. But I look back now and I think the friends that I've made and the blog that was started and photography and card making and everything has kind of come together to what I'm doing now to where it's given me an opportunity to kind of even work from home while I'm taking care of my children that we have now. We have two more children. Um, and it's just all work together for our family in, in a really beautiful way. That is beautiful. So wonderful. And mm-hmm. and tell us about your, your children yeah. and their ages. And I'm just so impressed because you homeschool and have your business and everything else. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about your family life today. Yeah. So um, Hayden, we call him our little rainbow baby. And because um, he was born after Isaac, he is seven now. He shocked us with his red hair when he was born. Um because we didn't expect red hair, but no red hair on there is some red hair back in our family, you know, but it's, it wasn't anything that we had expected. Like my siblings and his family doesn't have red hair. So it's back a few generations, but it just popped out with Hayden. He got it. So, um, but it's so cute. We love it. And then um, Amelia came next and she is almost five and she, is a personality. She is very uh, exuberant, (laughs) expressive. She is just a character and she makes us laugh every day. So that's so fun. Those ages are so fun as they're learning new things and figuring out their personalities. How is it working with homeschooling and how do you balance the time? First of all, of like, you know, hours spent on teaching versus crafting and your business and family life. How do you how do you manage all of that? Well, one thing I've learned is that there's just never enough time. <laughs> there really is not. Amen. So you Amen. have to prioritize things. You have to um, really take a look at what is the most important thing. What is the thing that needs to be spent time on and prioritize those. And for me right now, it is family. And so I prioritize my kids' time and their education. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what we do. We sit down and I try to find um, a I mean, I could go into the homeschooling thing, but we don't need to. But I find different curriculum that I think is what's going to fit them the best. And we do that every day. We sit down and do it in the morning. And at their ages, um, it's not anything completely in depth, but it does take a a good chunk of our morning. Um, So I have to prioritize that and make sure that they are getting their needs met and their education is being met. Um, And then after that comes, you know, family life and things and Honestly, crafting is almost at the bottom of the list right now. I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. I, I have to carve out some time for it. Um, and with all the projects that I'm doing and the different brands that I work for, I have to prioritize with them as well what projects I'm going to take on and what I can do realistically because I also want to be respectful of the time of the brands that I'm working for. I want to let them know if I'm going to do something or not. And if I do take on a project, I want to make sure that it's something that reflects their brand in the best way possible. I don't want to just throw something together real quick and, and um, throw it out there. So I want to do it in in an excellent way. Um, So I have a lot of sticky notes and I have a lot of planners that I have them color coordinated and I write everything down to make sure I'm getting everything in. I try not to miss deadlines if at all possible. Um, 
And I think a big thing for me too has just been knowing my boundaries um, and knowing when to say no to a project or say I don't have time or even if I took this on, it probably wouldn't be up to the standard that I'm okay with and it wouldn't reflect someone else's brand in a great way. Um, So I want to be respectful of the brands that I'm working with too. So it's just all about prioritizing really. (laughs) I think you, yeah, you made a great point of we have to know when to say no, mm-hmm. right? Because every time we say yes, we're saying no to something else. Yes. And it's, it's really balancing that. So yeah. that's impressive what you're able to do. Do your kids enjoy um, being creative, like paper crafting, those types of things? Like what are they, do they want to get involved when they see it all out on your desk or how does that work? Yeah, they do. They really do. They, I mean, it's all of our craft supplies are really so pretty. I mean, Nuvo has the cute little diamond on the top and all of the pretty little, um, markers of all the colors. I mean, it it really is irresistible for kids. So when they see me working with it, they want to as well. And um, it's fun letting them into my craft room and letting them work with my things and kind of seeing what they're drawn to and what their styles Mm -hmm. are as well. Um, So I have a lot of craft supplies. And like I said, I downsize a lot, but there are some that I keep. Um, even if I'm kind of done using them, that I will let the kids kind of explore and just kind of get into it on their own and see what they can make. Um, Some of the, I want to say, better quality stuff or or more expensive kind of stuff, I will teach them how to use properly so that um, they can also do what they need to do without ruining anything. (laughs) I mean, they are kids. Um, So sometimes I'll let them go at it if I know, you know, what the the supplies are and, and, you know, just let them explore with it. And other times I'll sit down and take them through something and actually teach them how to use it. Um, So it's been really fun. That's awesome because you can use that, again, elementary ed background and and your creativity. It's just a perfect blend. Are there certain projects that they enjoy doing more than others? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So my daughter, she likes, she's kind of extra. So she likes all the glitter and she likes dumping everything on, which is fine. All the different colors, but she, you ask her what her favorite color is. She's going to say the rainbow, but she really likes pink and red and all of those girly kind of colors. Um, So her art is very expressive. She's got lots going on. And Hayden, he's got this mindset where he likes to figure things out. He really has a mechanical mindset. So he's very intrigued by like light up cards um, Uh and cards that are interactive and things. And so he likes doing that. And he also likes the stamps that are dragons and ninjas and different things. So that it's is fun. so fun. So they'll make cards yeah. for friends. Yeah, or they'll make other cards. People? We uh, and, and that's another thing. Being military and moving around is you make friends and then you have to say goodbye and move. So they've already had a few friends that they've mailed letters back and forth and some cards and little pen pals and sometimes the pen pals, you know, fade out, fizzle out, and sometimes they keep going. Um, yeah, but it's a fun way for them to learn to create something and then send it off for someone else to enjoy as well. Totally. And there's so many just benefits mentally, I think, and emotionally of like sitting down and coloring, you know, or just creating something on paper. Mm -hmm. And they feel such a sense of accomplishment Mm -hmm. once they've finished it. And they're so proud of themselves. Like, look what I've done. And then I think 
you and I can agree with card making. And then to be able to give that, you know, masterpiece Mm -hmm. over to someone else and to see the joy that it brings to them. That's what, you know, just, it just keeps on going. Happiness just keeps on going. So that's one thing I really love about card making is it, it brings you joy making it. And then it brings someone else joy when you send it. So it really is a gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) You just keep it going. Mm -hmm. It totally is. And that's what, again, our Cards for Kindness initiative um, at scrapbook.com. We love seeing, we get thousands of cards in and we love looking at them and just knowing the thought and the time and the hours spent Mm -hmm. on each card. It's so appreciated. And then to know that they're going to these amazing organizations that then need, you know, a handmade card because there's nothing like it. Like you don't throw those away, you know, when you get a handmade card and one that's like handwritten note inside, those are just special. So it is a great cycle. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. That is wonderful. Anything else that you would like to share about crafting with kids or tips that you would have for parents who maybe they haven't had the patience to get started with it because they're afraid of the mess or what's going to happen? What what Mm -hmm. tips would you have maybe for a parent? Well, I mean, keep in mind that kids are kids. So they are going to be a little bit hard on your supplies, maybe. Um, every kid is different, but they're exploring right now. They're not trying to be destructive. They're just exploring. So if you're okay with it, give them something that you're okay with it being a little bit beat up. Um, Mm -hmm. I like to keep scraps. So I have a scrap bin and when they want to do paper crafts, I'm like, find a piece from the scrap bin and just go to town on it so that um, it's kind of like recycling. Um, And also um, with the ink, there are lots of different inks out there, but I have my Distress Ink Cubes from when I first started crafting, like over 10 years ago. They still work, and I give them to the kids to use because it's washable. So it doesn't matter oh, if they so get, smart. yeah, it doesn't matter if they get it on their hands or their clothes, it's going to wash off. So um, I'd say be mindful of the supplies that you're giving them. Maybe help recycle some of your scraps or something that's been very used already. You can give it to them. Um, And also another thing I like to do is just um, keep in mind that uh, their art doesn't have to look a certain way. You can let them explore. You can let them express themselves um, through what they're doing. So um, such great advice. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to micromanage how to do everything. And another thing that my kids have really found helpful with stamping are is a stamp platform. So you could stamp several times because sometimes with a stamp block, there are some frustrations when it doesn't stamp the right way. And crafters, we know that as well, when it doesn't stamp perfectly right. Um, So the stamp platform is actually a really great tool for the kids and just teach them to like, they don't have to pound it down, you know, and put all their weight on it. Um, Might just have to teach them how to gently use it. And my kids have been great with it. They've loved it. That's a great tip. And I, I need the platform as well. So yeah, yes, me too. <laughs> great, great tips. Appreciate you sharing those with us. Um, well, we always ask our guests, what is the most meaningful handmade project you've mm-hmm. created? And I would love to hear what that was for you. Oh man, I can't. I, I mean, I feel like there's a little bit of meaning in every card that I make. Um, but some of the, the most meaningful crafts that I've created is honestly, even though I love cards, I think the most meaningful ones are albums that I've made or scrapbook pages that I've put together because I have a a collection of them 
and even memory planners if you're a planner and you like to put photos in there and I have them on my shelf and my kids even just recently have gone and rediscovered them and they've been pulling out all of the photos and looking at all of the pictures of them as babies or pictures of me when I was a kid and they just love looking at all of those pictures and laughing at their own baby pictures or asking you questions about the stories behind the pictures and I think that's been the most meaningful things that I've made is really recording those memories. That's so great. And I have to agree. I mean, kids love seeing pictures of them as Mm -hmm. babies and and young kids, but also when they can see their parent was once their age, you know, it just kind of bonds you of like, mom was a kid too. You know, you just don't think of them in that way. Kind of blows their mind too. Like what? You were a kid once? Yeah, I was. Oh, that's so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and our, our last question, what is the most meaningful handmade gift you've ever received? Yeah. So that would have been um, in the hospital after we said goodbye to Isaac. Um, the nurses there brought in a little box and it was filled with all kinds of things. They had his footprint in it, his handprint, his little armband, oh. his little cap. And he there was also a really a little quilted blanket in there that they had wrapped him in and I don't know who made it I I have no idea they didn't say who made it or anything but they wanted to give it to us you know just as a token of love after going through something so difficult and I know that there are some ladies and some groups out there that make those things to donate to hospitals and I don't know who it was but I want to say thank you because that was super meaningful I still have it up on our bookshelf and I've even wrapped the blanket in a Ziploc bag to try to keep the smell in. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> so, bet. yeah. So that, that was the most meaningful handmade item that I've received. Absolutely. That whole box of mm-hmm. just treasures and memories yeah. in there. So, so special. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Well, where can our listeners find you online? Yeah. So I'm, I'm on all the places, all the social media. So my blog is marinicoledesigns at wordpress.com and marinicoledesigns.wordpress.com. Excuse me. I'm also on Facebook at marinicoledesigns. I'm on YouTube at marinicoledesigns. And my Facebook or my Instagram handle is a little bit different. It's marinicole underscore H. Um, But if you find me in any of those places, I'm linked to all the other places. So you find me in one place, you'll find me in all the places. So that is great. And they will want to go and check you out because you've got so much inspiration and beautiful, creative projects to share. Thank you. And we just thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thank you for having me. I've loved it. A big thanks again to Marie of Marie Nicole Designs. We just really enjoyed speaking with her and she's got so many great ideas that I think we'll all be able to use, especially as we're heading into summer and our children are home from school that we have some time to craft with them and share our love for crafting with them too. If you want to know more about Marie or the items we discussed today, please visit our show notes at scrapbook.com slash podcast. You can also shop scrapbook.com where you can find over 40,000 unique items and we're the number one online store for paper crafters. When you shop at scrapbook.com, you'll enjoy award-winning customer service, great prices, a huge selection of products, and super fast shipping. You'll also benefit from nearly 220,000 real product reviews from crafters like you. 
You'll find endless inspiration and meaningful connection in the scrapbook.com forum and gallery, and you can even take free online classes. Be sure to subscribe to the Life Handmade podcast in your favorite app and enjoy our other episodes. Please consider leaving a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts or rate it on Spotify. These reviews help crafters like you to find it. Remember, happiness is life handmade. I drive doodles of eccentric.